Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, you know nothing about this. Yeah. Even your hard rock. Setbacks. Yeah. 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 It's all part of the game. Yeah. Brady, you don't know nothing about this, man. What is that supposed to mean? It's all part of the game. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> His daddy's <laughs> nickname is Chopper, bro. You, yeah. You can't ever say he don't get it. He oh, uh, yeah? he understands the grind. <laughs> yeah, hey, what, jo- what Jonas they- is going to hit you up the next break, <laughs> tell you a little bit about Chopper. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Hey, can Chopper, I get that? <laughs> Chopper dropped one on me this weekend that I was oh, like, "This dude man. is out of control." <laughs> hey, uh, fill her up. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just. Uh, oh man. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, that is a classic. Uh, just a classic. Um, I did not want to mention anything until until uh, you gave the approval. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> that might be for hour four, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, um, hour four and a half. By the way. <laughs> Um, how'd you know? Yeah, no. Uh, no. By the way, <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, the uh, hit on Chris he Godwin. Out, bro. The, the hit on Chris yeah, Godwin. Are yeah. we okay with that? Are we okay with the uh, – because Chris Collinsworth I mean, was bothered by it and said that should be counted as targeting. But I, I, I don't know I, I don't know what defenders are supposed to do. That's just one of those rare moments where it just – you hate to see it happen that way. I mean, he's – you can't – he can't see the defender coming to hit him. And it happens so quickly, and his foot gets stuck in the ground. He hits him. I mean, it happens to blockers all the time. You know, all the time. You, you'll see somebody that had their leg planted, and, and they get hit in that leg, and the leg gets caught in the ground. I mean, it's it's an unfortunate injury. I, I, I'm wishing thoughts and prayers to my bro. Um, hope that, you know, everything works out for him. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean – I don't know that you could call that targeting. I just, I just think that, again, we live in a day and age. the The higher you go, the more danger you're in for for getting, um, you know, a personal foul for the way you're you're making contact. So now they go too low, you know. Now they're hitting the knee, they're hitting the leg, and it's like, where exactly is a defender supposed to hit a guy anymore now? Yeah. You know, or is yeah. he supposed to wait and then try to get him once he catches the ball, makes an athletic move? Now am I supposed to wait to try to tackle him now? So, I mean, there's there's some, you know, you you got to try to see it, I guess, from from a logical standpoint. I, I didn't think it was a dirty play. It's just unfortunate that it ended the way that it did. Yeah, I I, I didn't have a problem with it. At least, at least not as much as what was made out to be. So I'll just put it that way. Um, what was it? Uh, Troy Aikman said there was. A, I think it might have been a roughing the passer call. Um, and Troy Aikman during the game yesterday, during uh, Ravens uh, Packers, was like, 
I mean, uh, Joe, if they keep calling that, we're not going to have a game. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we're yeah. just not going to have a game anymore if they continue to make those calls. But I, it just like it felt like, you know, Collinsworth was saying that, you know, he's talked to receivers and they would rather get hit up high than get hit in the knees. It's like, I mean, they put these rules in place. Uh, the guy's not looking to get flagged. He went low, and it was just a terrible uh, set of events for them. And, and you, you know, like to LeVar said, Godwin, by the way, has had a fantastic year. Um, and, you know, you just hope uh, he gets better. But Mike Evans goes down. Fournette was out. So just all three of their top guys uh, all out for uh, Tampa last night. So that could be bad, to too, because they're saying, they're, they're saying, reporting that it could be a sprained MCL for Godwin. I hope that's what it is. But you're still talking about – these guys, the way those injuries looked, the way they left the field, it looked as almost as though that it could be a, a, a an amount of time that these guys miss. You know, how much does that disrupt the chemistry or the momentum? We said this is the time of the year you have to be starting to trend up if you're going to be a true contender once you get into the playoffs. So how how many games will these guys miss? Now you're getting A.B. back. So now that makes a whole lot more sense to have him on on your roster and continue forward with him because you're going to have to lean on someone to be able to to give you that production if that MCL well sprained MCL usually what two weeks at least you know it's like a it, depending on the severity of the sprain um, he's going to need a little bit of time to heal from that so you know they're going to have to figure it out. I mean that's that's three major that's three of your major weapons on on the offense. I mean that is literally outside of Gronkowski being a a spot spot guy. I mean those are your three biggest playmakers on yeah. your offense. Uh, and I also wonder, uh, just you know, with with the NFL giving them uh, three straight bye weeks to finish the season, uh, aka the Panthers twice and the Jets, uh, it feels like uh, you know maybe they're going to be okay. They'll be able to survive that daunting stretch. Uh, well, you know, that that isn't that bad of a deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For when, when are we going to transition to talk about what we really should be talking about? Uh-oh, which is on, uh, which is it. what the uh, the well, I mean, check. we've been waiting to talk about how basically a bunch of people got fooled up. Yeah. Yeah. They they were sold a lie. They were fooled, and and even I guess you could say even some of the uh, sharp betters, some of the bookmakers, the odds makers, if you will. Yeah. With Urban Meyer getting fired. Yeah. It. Um. Can we get a wellness check on uh, the reporter who uh, was trying to kiss ass uh, to Daryl Bevel uh, last week, who said, uh, "You know, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> or not, uh, but you can you, you can, can get more wins yeah, as <laughs> an interim head coach, and Urban could as a, as a head coach. Can we get a wellness check on?" that full-blown five-alarm zero who asked the question in that press conference, what a loser, what a tool. That team sucks. That organization is a diaper fire, and they got exposed by the Houston Texans. My Houston Texans getting it done, Brady Quinn. How about that? F you, Jacksonville. So for those who don't know, initially the line opened before the news broke. The Jacksonville Jaguars were three-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Houston Texans, right? They're given three and a half points. Then Urban Meyer gets fired. Everything transpires over the course of the week. Daryl Bevel's named the interim head coach. And, and the line jumps. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars actually got two more points in some books. It ended up settling at four and a half points as the favorite when it was all said and done. But a bunch of people hopped on this train or this idea that, oh, Urban Meyer was the problem. 
And then you come to find out, playing a team that also happens to be 2-11 this season, they get drummed. Not even close. At home, not even close. And Davis Mills all of a sudden looks like the better of the two rookie quarterbacks. So if there's any indication whatsoever of one of the issues, you can listen to the media all you want, talk about whatever it was that Urban Meyer did or didn't do, or the culture, how he treated his assistants. The, the, the staff was just as much to blame for the way this organization has struggled as anything else. Now, as far as how Urban and Meyer might have handled things, given how, how this team struggled, given how the assistants struggled to be able to put together a game plan or a winning game plan, you know, that, that's, that's another conversation. But the reality is, this is a terrible football team. They're now in position to have the number one overall pick yet again for a reason. As Jonas, point, you pointed this out last week, they've drafted the top 10 since 2008. What sort of indication does that give you? Yeah, they had the one year in 2017. Other than that, every yeah, single AFC year. championship game. That was unbelievable. It. They're terrible. I mean, I, you were sold this idea, though, that it was just him. It was it. Now this team's going to take off. You know, Trevor Lawrence even talked about clarity moving forward. <laughs> oh, we got clarity. Yeah, you got clarity now. We still stink. He, you stink. <laughs> he wasn't the problem. As good as, and as good as he is was as quarterback, clear? as good as he is, you can't overcome what, what the staff you're working with, what's around you right now. You're a long ways from being a competitive football team. So there you go. And, and who do they have next week? The New York Jets? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious to see now what that line looks like. Because the way the Jets are playing right now, even look, they're not even bad. Though they're, they're competitive. Yeah, they feel they're like the bad. Detroit Lions right now where they figured it out. They run the football. Don't ask too much of Zach Wilson. They play decent enough defense to hang around and keep them in football games. I'll take the Jets. I, I don't even know the line. I'll take the Jets right now. Straight up, money line, whatever you want to make it. I'll take the Jets versus the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the way this team's playing. I mean, do you want I'll to- take anyone against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Anybody? To that point, I'll take I'll take the Little League team out in, in the OC. Shots out to the uh, Juice Crew, the OC yeah. Buckeyes. I'll take the OC Buckeyes 14-15 uh, U over <laughs> – over Jacksonville today. It's just, yeah. it just so funny. We look, we got destroyed by a lot of people who who didn't like what we were saying. It felt like everybody ran with whatever the the side of social media was. Like, oh, uh, uh, they're all uh, complaining about Urban Meyer. Everybody's dancing on his grave. Okay, yeah, that's the side we're going to take. And and I thought we we were spot on last week when we made the point. Do you think? That this is the fixer of what's happening here. Do you, do you think this is what's like? This is how this is done. And then a report comes out this week from uh, you know that they're going to they fired him with cause. Yeah, and, it did come out and, and, and all that you know stuff. Brady happened. was right. And and, and look. I, when you when you hear uh, Shad Khan and the reports that came out from his spokesperson, and again, kudos to to Brady Quinn who called this last week. He said it felt like this was in the works for a while. A hundred percent it was because Shad Khan's spokesperson even said it wasn't the Josh Lambeau kicking incidents. There were things that were happening, and apparently Shad Khan had been thinking about firing Urban Meyer. He was just waiting to put together a case. Right. Like, think about but that. The interesting thing is what is going to be your case? It can't be the Josh Lambeau incident. It happened too long ago, and, and they admitted that they knew it. I mean, Albert Breer talked about that, and again, he's not a, a legal expert, but you know, it, it makes sense that you can't say – 
hey, the reason we're fighting for you, for cause, is because this incident that happened four months ago while I kept you employed, even though I knew about it. Like, that doesn't work, all right? You can't fire him for other stuff where you kept him employed. The, the incident that happened in Ohio, you came out and spoke publicly about it, that you're giving him another chance. You can't, you can't fire him with cause for it now. So you've got to have other things. And I, and I do think there's probably a laundry list of little things. And so this is the road we're on right now. You're going to start to hear about some of those things because they'll leak their way to the public, to the media, like they always do, just to try to discredit Urban Meyer or, you know, make him feel pressure. Because if Urban Meyer files a long suit, if they file a lawsuit for wrongful termination, you know, he's going to feel comfortable with saying, you have no reason to have fired me with cause. You're going to have to pay me the monies that I'm owed. And by the way, he's never been through this before, so it's a little, it's a little kind of first way, experience. Inappropriately being filmed by somebody, you know, lap dancing on you is not a fireable offense. Uh, if I'm it, sorry. Like, if it was, a lot of coaches would be out of work. Uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> just GMs, saying. coaches, I'm just, players. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying owners. I'm just saying. Owners. <laughs> That's not a fireable you, offense. You I and mean, little daddy used to get it in. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> not, not exactly at the same time and the same people, but, <laughs> right. but the same building. Ac- across the club. I yeah, mean, yeah. I was aware yeah. and he was aware. Yeah. We, were, we, we used to be besties yeah, at God. one point, but yeah. I'm not doing no tell all so i'm not i'm not throwing that stuff out there mile, that, Danny? Yeah, yeah you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. see you tomorrow <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah I, I just don't think that whatever it is they change their mind you change your mind you got to own it you you can't try to slither your way through it and out of it like you got to own it you did it you hired them you changed your mind, then you changed your mind. Oh man! But don't don't act as though you gave that man a fair opportunity to try to rebuild this team because we all know that that isn't what happened. Like yeah. regardless of what side you fall on in terms of if you're pro or that, con Urban, you didn't give him an opportunity, a fair opportunity. That's what I don't get about this whole thing. And and you know I I, I was asked about it. People on social media get upset about it, but the reality is like I'm just being objective. I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't. But when you look at how, and it's not just Urban Meyer, it was, it's every college coach. It's every college coach that comes up to that level. They don't want to be looked at as a guy who can be successful at that level. And yes, there are differences, but if you give anyone 13 games, they're not turning around the Jaguars organization in 13 games. I'm sorry. I don't care how good they are. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, Urban Meyer had more credentials and a resume that Zach Taylor did when he was hired. Yet Zach Taylor was given, what, three years? Yep. And now you're finally seeing them, at this point, climb atop of the AFC North after they've spent draft classes, free agency periods, all that, to get it to this point. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, folks. And, like, I don't care who you're talking about. It might take a little extra time for a college coach to be able to figure it out and get it the way he needs it to be to be successful. So you can blame Urban Meyer and talk about, you know, it's culture doesn't work now. It doesn't work at this level. It just didn't have an, he didn't have enough time to get it to where he needs to be, to be successful. Like he did at other places. That's the reality of it. And even for his staff, for the most part, which I think that's one of the things that when you think about how this thing fell apart, he didn't really didn't work with any of these guys. Yeah. He hired a bunch of guys who had NFL credentials 
instead of basically trying to bring along guys who work. Yeah. yeah. Which, and that's, by the way, that is one of the reasons why you see NFL coaches recycled time and time and time again because they're loyal to each other. Yeah. But when you got a guy who's an outsider that comes in and he starts coaching in a manner that they don't like because they're not winning, guess what happens? They start to look to survive to make sure that they still have a job next year or they still have a job the coming season. And that's why you see a lot of NFL coaches, when they get a job, they hire guys they're close to, guys they know. So when, when things get tough, you're not going to hear all these leaks and all these different things coming out about who's to blame. Because that's what starts happening. That's what happened in Jacksonville, unfortunately. And by the way, there would have been massive overhaul on that staff in the offseason. Something that's tells me. Self-preservation, man. 100%, man. They get, grabbing life vests. Get best. you before you get me. But the problem is some of those dudes grab pickaxes. Yeah, they, <laughs> they started trying to take down that boat, put more holes, and then they grabbed a life vest to jump off. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it was well, amazing They, they poked watch. holes in the safety in the life rafts is what they did. <laughs> then they jumped with their life preservers. Oh, There's, yeah, I was going to say, no one's being safe. From that yeah, ship. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Up next, there is a team in the NFL that may have some major, major problems moving forward. We'll get into all that for you right here yes! on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, oh, Jonas Knox. You are the very air. corny, dude. Oh, I mean, you are super corny. What did I do? You got so much corn. What did he and do? You're corny. What did I do? What did he do? Oh, I mean, I'm just. I'm not going to be the cheese guy, but you are way too corny. What? When I, when I did this? <laughs> a little uh, golly, like one of those? Uh, no, no. Um, you got to replace the C. I was being funny. Uh, okay, very good. Right, there we go. Uh, it was okay. kind of like an inside got thing. You. Got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I didn't want to do the... the yeah, I got yeah, you. Right. Like, a corn, like yeah. corn nuts. Right. Yeah. Which, yes, uh, which, but, which, by the way, has does anybody still eat corn nuts? What an awful, awful invention those are. Never heard of them. Uh, you never had corn nuts before? No. I mean, corn no, nuts? Yeah, you never had corn nuts before? They literally break your teeth. Like, I, I just, I don't know why people yeah. eat those. I broke a tooth. Yeah. It's not fun. Recently? Yeah. What uh, were you eating? I was eating nuts. Had a whole mm. bunch of nuts in my mouth. That's about right. Just chewing them up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anyone touching the balls after that. Yeah. I don't want anyone rubbing them. Yeah. To me, those balls are perfect. I mean, crack my tooth. That was LeVar 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what What kind of nuts were they? I mean, I, I want to avoid uh, this in the future. They were obviously. mixed nuts. They were mixed. No? Yeah. You, can't, you can't just have one flavor. You gotta have, uh, like, I couldn't just go with one, you gotta you go know, exotic, one huh? kind. I had to be, you know, all in, you know, integrated yeah. nuts, you know. I e- equal opportunity nuts. That makes sense. <laughs> Everything <know>. nuts. <laughs> yeah. In my mouth. That. Yeah. Cracking my tooth. Are we on the air? Yeah. By the way. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Just want to make sure. 
Got, we got, we're, we're getting all this in the back, right? Yeah. We're okay. You guys are uh, slicing and dicing back there. I mean, uh, listen, uh, I got to take it out of context. You're the one that's corny, man. <laughs> Super corny. I am? Okay. All right. Yeah. I, after the corny for I, Zorny. The, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to co-sign on that only because of the conversation I did have with Jonas last night over voice notes. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. You could you could tell he he was, he led some tea leaves into what's not happening in his life. Oh. Let me tell you something. The Sahara uh, Desert. After after what I said, well, yeah, I you, wish you are on. You, yeah. yeah, you are on Manhattan Beach. Yeah, let me tell He's you. He's in something. a lonely place. You're yeah. on the sand. Yeah, let me, let me yeah. tell you something. After the telestrator work Lamar just did during the break, you're gonna call anybody corny. <laughs> you're gonna call anybody the corny. Telestrator work. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like, like took my pen to point out oh, something. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm just as corny as you. Yeah. Uh, Not as much, yeah, but just more as, so. Kind of, no um, way. By the way, uh, no way. Uh, you and Berto take the cake. Yeah. By the way, all right. That's yeah. uh, hey, whatever. Uh, whatever eh, works. Eh, eh, uh, okay, right, so uh, saying, so we're coming uh, up 15 minutes from now. Uh, we are going to have a uh, another edition of the Prop Bet Monster. We got a, a mixed bag <sighs> variety version with uh, double barrel action in the uh, NFL for Monday Night Football later yeah, on. Right. Uh, so we will. Uh, we will Thank get you. to that here uh, uh, 15 minutes from now. Um, Man, uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, in in the span of a couple of weeks have gone from uh, this team's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the NFC is going to go through the desert uh, to what the hell was that yesterday? To they are who we thought they were. Were yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. that that quote comes full circle in this instance, right? Yeah. Like Denny Green with the Cardinals with the cards. Yeah, shots and, out and, and this, this was this was our concern like the whole year. Was could they sustain this? You know, could they keep this going? And it's what two in a row now. And I and I know it was a short week, but I just man, they didn't even look competitive. And they got physically outmatched, beat up again. We saw it versus L.A. and now we're seeing it versus Detroit. And I think the defense is more is what what I'm concerned by. Jared Goff looked good, man. I mean, he, he he did, and they physically beat them up again. I just, I almost get the feeling like, is, is this team going to get a label of being like a finesse team? Because I'm starting to get the feeling of that a little bit with at least the way they've looked the past two weeks. Mm. You know, when you look at these teams that are starting to emerge and separate themselves, they're playing physical football. It's so funny because as you look at how the rules change the, the the style of offenses, what positions are the importance is placed on, you start to realize how far away from the the origins of Smash Mouth football that the game is it has has vacated. But when you see teams come out and they play that style of football, you're seeing San Fran play a Smash Mouth style of football. You're seeing the Steelers and and the Ravens and and the Bills and and Tennessee and the Colts, especially the Colts. I mean, you you saw Smash Mouth football with New Orleans last night against Tampa Bay. You're 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 seeing Smash Mouth football for some some really really, you know, some expecting, some not expecting. But the teams that you see it from are the teams that are winning. Those are the teams that are winning games. This isn't—I haven't seen a team that has played physical. Look at look at uh, Dallas. I haven't seen a team that plays physical 
smash mouth football that in that game they did not win the game. It's not like, oh, finesse overcame or, or you know, the skill and precision of it overcame the brute strength and, and brutality of the game. It's not, it's not happening. You're not seeing it. So, I, I, and that's why I say I think Kansas is actually a Kansas City is a dangerous team because they are withstanding Smash Mouth football and they're learning and they're adapting and they're adjusting to the style of Smash Mouth football. And that might have been what they were missing. Yeah. It just, I mean, you watched, like, you made the point that it didn't seem competitive. Like, I think, and I'm not trying to out anybody here on the show, but somebody on our show chain uh, tried to make the comment that, oh, the, the, the Lions are going to blow this game. And then right afterwards, there was a pick. Um, I, I, look, I, I don't know if this wow. is. Wow. That is, is very, I mean, did you just throw Liam the bus? No, I'm not, I didn't name anybody. I didn't name Lee DeLapp in, in that moment. Oh, uh, no, nah, don't so, try to play it off. So people won't know that. Uh, wow. Jeez. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying. I, I, last thing I'm going to do is out Lee DeLapp. All right, that's the last thing I'm going to do. Is out, I was out just going to say, there was a bond. Chain. There's a brotherhood there. Yeah. I, Lee, I was pretty sure we it was have Lee him. who said that. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm not the guy out. Lee, you understand, I'm not outing you here, right, for making that comment yesterday. just can't have. Have locker room talk with with Jonas anymore? Oh, what do you mean? No. Like I, I don't understand. No. Like no I, I more just, locker you know, room talk. I mean, I just want to, Lee. I want to make that clear. I wasn't outing you. I didn't say your name. Brady did. <laughs> you, you ever, hey, you I, I got to own it. Hey, right. did y'all have five zero when when you played Brady? And like, oh yeah. And yeah. so when you had the five zero dudes in the locker room, you once you once you were excommunicated from the trust yeah. circle, you, you know everybody be talking. Everybody be like, hey. Five oh five oh. Everybody, look, it'd be radio silence. Yep. Then look, look. Then he walks through. Look, look. Then he walks through. Everybody just looking. Ah, you doing your thing. Then he walks out the room. And it's like, oh, we're back to it. We're back to it. <laughs> we, it, it went from five o popo block is hot. Like there was all sorts of little terms you know, people would throw out there just so they wouldn't catch on, yeah. and then everything got quiet. Where everyone, everyone went to the training room, shower somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so the back to the Arizona Cardinals here. Um, you saw them a couple of weeks in a row now. I think you guys made the point after Monday Night Football. Could this have been a preview of what Fool's this goal? Uh, why, why, why is this late in the season that they that they sort of struggle? What, what is it? Is it is it the wear and tear? Uh, does Kyler Murray look like the same guy he was early in the season? Because this is now three straight years that we've seen them struggle late in the season when they've got off to either a hot start or they felt like they had some rhythm going and they just fall apart down the stretch. I mean, it, it's tough to put your finger on it. Like Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. Maybe it was just the kiss of death from Bill Belichick after they had their little kind of flirting or comp complimentary match, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Ball it's washing. been all downhill since then. Like maybe, maybe it was the kiss of death from Bill Belichick talking about maybe Cliff Kingsbury should be coach of the year. I don't know. Maybe was, that was a bad omen, but mm. I mean, look, clearly Hopkins would have helped. I mean, you look at the interception by Omani O'Rourke. It, it seemed like Kyler was frustrated that he didn't, that AJ green didn't come back downhill. You could see him kind of visibly like yelling, like come back and that kind of stuff just doesn't happen when it, when that ball is being targeted to Hopkins, right? Like they're just they're on the same page. They don't have those issues. We've seen other instances this year where AJ Green and him haven't been on the same page. Yeah. Remember the interception in the end zone yeah. earlier? Cost them a game. Like it cost them a game. And and I'm not going to say that particular interception versus Detroit cost them this game because it really wasn't that close. But it's another instance of, hey man, when when Hopkins isn't there. 
they don't have that reliable number one target to throw to. And this is an offense that doesn't adapt and, and all of a sudden is going to run the football 35 times a game, 40 times. Like, they, they don't do that. And so that's where I think you got to be concerned with, and that's why I kind of said more finesse because that's what this offense is. It, it's not an offense that's going to be – like, they could talk about being multiple and doing different things – they don't do nearly close to as much as other teams as far as changing their personnels, changing their schemes as much as you can in the NFL week to week to force your opponent to do something you don't want to do. So that's the concern, and that's where I, I still feel like when you're watching this team, like there's always that missing element, and no matter what their record is, I just think even this year, they'll probably still get in the postseason, even though the, now they were in the top spot for a minute. Yeah. Now you're looking at them like, all right, are they even going to win the division? And if they don't win the division, are they getting in as a wild card? I mean, they got 10 wins. They should get in with 10 or 11 wins, I would think. But again, I, I just, it, it's, it's frustrating to watch it because you see the potential, but they just can't seem to close out games. Uh, and look, they're the four seed right now. Let's be honest about this, though. There is the threat that they could find themselves on, on one of those lower seeds because they've got Indianapolis up next, who's one of the hotter teams in the NFL right now. Uh, and I've been telling Jonathan LeVar. Taylor, dude. Uh, I, I've been, Brady and I have been telling LeVar about Indianapolis for weeks now. Yeah, we can't man. get him on the bandwagon. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, but so you got Indianapolis this week. Then you're at Dallas. That could be a problem, even though they play well on the road. Unfortunately, they didn't yesterday. And then you've got Seattle to finish the season. It's a tough, it's I, a tough I road. Though. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. This team they could be ten and seven, of, or even all uh, three. Uh, you know what's interesting is we talked about why Pittsburgh didn't make it work with John Connor <laughs> in, in Arizona's last game, and then John Connor comes out. And Bro, gets, I love how you're calling him John Connor. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is it, James? James John, I love John Connor better. <laughs> amazing, I like so John funny. Connor better. Anyway, James, I love when I'm you sorry. Do that. Yeah, yeah, Terminator. Uh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> but he only gets 39 yards in last night's game. You know, yesterday's game, and then. On top of that, you know, Chase Chase, Chase Atman's only got what six fifty three yards. So you're you're talking about two guys combined that that had less than a hundred yards on the day, and you gotta it, listen. I, I think if if what Kyler Murray brings to the table is is to work, you have to have some some uh, somewhat of a running attack. So that play actions can work, so that so that Kyler escaping can actually work, because if they're only focusing in on Kyler in terms of who they need to to watch and who they need to make sure that they put put a perimeter around, then play actions aren't going to work. I don't know if people really know this about DeAndre Hopkins. He runs crisp routes and he's got super strong hands. He's not a burner. No. He's not going to create the separation where you just throw the ball up and it's an open throw. You got to have a trust for DeAndre Hopkins and you got to have a rhythm with him because he's not going to be running wide open unless you're playing against a team that just is is breaking down in coverages. So now that's where AJ Green becomes such an important part of the and component of this offense because if he can do what he needs to do 
then that takes all of the coverage and, and all of the attention that DeAndre is going to get, and it creates more balance. If you don't have that balance and A.J. isn't doing what he needs to do, it really, really places this team in a very compromising position on the offensive side of the ball. I just think there's enough talent there still without DeAndre Hopkins. You should be able to beat the Lions. I, I, I mean, look, Rondell Moore. Conventional wisdom shown, says that, but they, the Lions are competitive. They just don't finish games. I get, Dude, but, they I mean, are 9-5 and five against the spread. Damn this right year. they are. Yeah. That's all that counts. Five. Yeah, well, it is. some people. Listen, it is. Uh, that's, that's all that counts. I mean, uh, you know, and, and now all of a sudden they've been uh, fooling around and they're out of the one, uh, the number one draft pick. Now uh, Jacksonville holds that. Uh, so, uh, you know, Jacksonville, the team that got better when they fired Urban Meyer, uh, they are uh, they are now the uh, team uh, projected to uh, draft first. So, you know, maybe maybe uh, Detroit should, uh, you know, just dial it back a little bit, you know, rest some guys and get that number one pick, you know, depending on where they would go. Are they going to go quarterback number one? Is, is a quarterback the first pick in this year's draft? No. Well, no, Jacksonville's the team that has the pick right uh, but, now. But of if, course de- not. if Detroit gets it, does Detroit take a quarterback? Is there a quarterback uh, worth taking number one this year overall? Well, it, it all depends on how they view Jared Goff, who, I, again, I think has played well. Like, whatever you want to say, he's he's played well considering the circumstances. I'd trade back and try to build up more. I think you stay with Goff for another year. Um, again, I've said that all along. I think Kenny Pickett will be the first quarterback taken. Um, but I'm not sure teams see it as, hey, he's that can't miss guy. We got to take number one overall. It's a big time investment, and I think there's other spots that the Lions feel like they could get better. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, uh, we are going to have another edition of the Prop Bet Monster. We got double barrel action Monday Night Football. It's going to be a mixed bag. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches, we talk to players, we tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lamar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, we are going to take a look at the uh, changing landscape in the NFL. Uh, because listen, somebody on this show tried to tell you how this was going to go. Uh, and then all of a sudden we had absolute chaos over the weekend. So uh, here we are. Uh, we are going to get to that here coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, congratulations are in order to one Lavar Arrington who won uh, third. Thursday's prop at Monster. Oh wow! Uh, so Lavar, yeah. if you uh, if you win it tonight, you have tied yeah. the season series here. One eyed nice. monster. As we are coming yeah. down the stretch, uh, Cyclope the is one, what they the call one eyed man. Cyclope. You know you know what Cyclope is, uh, Brady Quinn. You know what a that Cyclops. Means? Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Cyclops. Yeah. A little Cyclops action. I think we speak about the same amount of Spanish, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, but he's married to a woman that speaks Spanish, yeah. so he's. He's more qualified home, in his eyes. Home field oh, advantage, right. they call yeah. it. Right. A little home yeah. field advantage yeah. there, they call you know, it. I listen to the Temptations, so you know that means I, you know, like, you know, those people. <laughs> by the way, the platters, you know, that yeah. sing yeah. the Temptations. The, the, the platters are better than the Temptations, by the right. way. 
You're and, you're oh, qualified yeah. because you listen to, you know, the Temptations. Uh, all right, well, I've heard Tupac and Jay Z before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're Sprinkle qualified. Sprinkle some crack on him, Johnson. Sprinkle a little bit on it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, let's uh, let's get into a little something we do on the show. Called okay, this. come on. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> the prop bet monster. And away we go on Monday Night Football double barrel action, which means we're going to mix in a little bit from each game. And let's get it started. We got Raiders, Browns, 5 Eastern time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 o'clock Pacific. Uh, So the prop bet on this one is who will be the starting quarterback for the Browns? Will it be Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, or Nick Mullins? The tough thing is, as of right now, it's slated to be Mullins. Now, Mayfield needed, I believe, a negative test this morning. Yes, something like that. Because he's asymptomatic in order to start and play. I'm saying it's Baker. I think it's going to be Baker, too. I yeah. think he's going to get that negative test. He's got. He's said he doesn't have any symptoms. We'll get into some concerns some folks have out there. But <laughs> I, I'm going to say – towards you, right? Yeah. I, you know, right. I'm going to say <laughs> that it's going to be Baker – for this, I don't want to say prime time, but it is a Monday night football, you know, good opportunity for them to, this is why they moved the game. So I'm going to yeah. say it's Baker. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, who leads the Raiders in catches? Hunter Renfro or the field? Now, the field yeah. is the oh, wild yeah. card option. Yeah. So if you want an extra point here and you think somebody other than Hunter Renfro is going to lead the Raiders in catches, I believe Darren Waller is out for this game. He's out. Uh, so I'm not sure, uh, you know, maybe uh, Tim Brown is available. Oh, they could, wow. Uh, maybe yeah. Tim. Yeah. I mean, come on. Zay Jones is in there. Deshaun Jackson. All right. Well, you, know, you, want, you want the field? Edwards. You want to yeah. want to sneak a little extra point there? I, I want LeVar to pick first. I'm taking the field. Wow. He's got the fit. Wow, the bonus points. Yeah, I'm going for the bonus points. Um, I will I I gotta go with Renfro then. And this could nice. be where I lose it, but I, yeah, I gotta but we I gotta did this the last up. time. I took the field, you you took Cup and Cup literally we had to try to add them all together to try to equal Cup's catches. So. <laughs> but he was awesome. Uh, all right, next yeah. up, Vikings-Bears. We move to game number two, 8-15 Eastern time. Is there a noticeable fire naggy chant on the broadcast? Yes or no? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because they're at home. They're in Chicago. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it so this, if this game gets off to a bad start, there's going to be a fire nagging. You're time. right. You guys are right. But I'm going to still say no. All right. Kirk Cousins' first mistake. Is it an interception, a fumble? Does he line up under the guard again, or does he piss off Mike Zimmer celebrating post game? I think it's an INT. <laughs> um, what was the second one? A, a fumble? A fumble. Uh, I, oh. I'm going to say an INT, too, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Final one. Chicago landmark shown first. Yes. Navy Pier, oh. Michigan Avenue, the oh. Chicago River, or Gibson Steakhouse on Rush Street? I don't Michigan know. Ave. Michigan Ave. You're going to go Michigan Ave? Okay, yeah. me too. It's shopping. Yeah, yeah of course. Shopping. I'm going shopping. Michigan Ave. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, anybody I'm been, going Brian Urlacher's a, a, house. Anybody been to Rush Street you before? You like that? Yeah. Anybody uh, been there? It's very damp there. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 